So often today, I hear people telling me how rough things are going in the world, just how crazy things seem to be getting in the news, just the suffering going on, wars, earthquakes, natural disasters, family problems, people asking for prayers for uh, health reasons, medical reasons. All these things make us sometimes wonder, where is the Lord? Has he forgotten us? And yet our first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, our Lord says, can a mother forget her infant, but without tenderness for the child of her womb? Even should she forget, I will never forget you. The Lord is indeed with us. And in that passage from Isaiah, we hear how all these problems will be smoothed, smoothened out, how mountains will be leveled, make highways level, and how those who need will be beside springs of water and will have pastures. They shall not hunger or thirst. Our Lord Jesus fulfills this passage from the book of Isaiah. And in our gospel today, he talks about how he brings perfect justice, how he brings justice through his judgment, how the Father has given him. He and the Father are equal, but Jesus, the Son of God, is the one who will be our just judge. He will be the one who exercises judgment. And Jesus says, the hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs, who are buried, they will hear his voice and will come out. Those who have done good deeds to the resurrection of life, but those who have done wicked deeds to the resurrection of condemnation. So our Lord is talking about the resurrection of the body. This is something we profess in our creed every week. We say, I look forward to the resurrection of the dead, or I believe in the resurrection of the body in the Apostles' Creed. This is something we believe and profess as Catholics, that not only will all justice come, that justice includes the comforting thought that we will rise to new life, that all these sufferings will end and death will be no more. We will have new life. And this is not just life of the soul. Jesus has redeemed us completely, body and soul. So our bodies too will have new life. And what does the catechism teach about what this resurrection of the body looks like? What will our bodies look like? Well, it's quite the mystery of how our bodies are kind of resurrected, but it is not uh, a completely extraordinary idea. You know, we kind of see some signs and symbols in this life. Think about spring has officially arrived and how all these trees and plants and the flowers, they wake up to a new life after the death of winter. Or think of how the seed 
is buried like a corpse in the ground, but then sprouts a living tree or bush. Or even just waking up today, you know, going to bed every night, going to sleep. It's kind of like a sign, a symbol of death. And the resurrection then is just like that. We will rise from our sleep. And so that's why Jesus even says, and sometimes in the gospel, you know, he, we see three instances in which he raises the dead. When he rose, raised the, uh, the girl from the dead, she said, he said that she's just sleeping. And so he even kind of points to us that death right now is like a type of sleep. And just like when we rise from our beds, we kind of have a new vigor, a new kind of energy in life. So will our bodies have a new vigor, a new, new kind of qualities. Uh, we know that the souls of the just will shine with great glory, that there's going to be a certain brightness. There's a quality in which Jesus says, the just will shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of their father. So there's a quality of brightness that the heavenly bodies will have. And then there's also impassibility, basically meaning there's no suffering. Just as we hear in scripture, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying. So the risen body will no longer be subject to pain, disease, death, hunger, thirst, fatigue, sleep, heat, or cold. None of that will be there for our heavenly kingdom. And then there's a quality of agility. This quality enables the risen body to pass with quickness and thought, quickness of thought, to all parts of the universe, just like the angels, basically being able to move with just the movement of a thought. And then a certain uh, subtlety or spirituality also of the body that, you know, just as when Jesus rose from the dead, you know, he was able to walk through the door of the cenacle. We too, with our risen bodies, will have a certain uh, subtlety or spirituality in which uh, we can penetrate material substances. What about then the opposite? If the bodies of those who have done good deeds rise to new life, what about those who have done wicked deeds? Will their bodies have certain qualities. The risen bodies of the wicked, for Jesus does say he will rise them, but to an everlasting death, to condemnation. And their bodies will be the opposite. Their bodies, the bodies of the wicked will be hideous, repulsive, a horrible sight to behold. It will not be beautiful. And this is a good reminder then too that it, does not, it doesn't mean then those who have been condemned 
those who rise to resurrection of condemnation will just be annihilated. Jesus does indeed say they will rise and their bodies then, instead of having that quality of impassibility, they will be with all other condemned souls and the devils, the demons, followers of Satan. And they will have pain and be tormented in their bodies. Jesus points out the resurrection as something, though, to look forward to. And along with this resurrection, then, basically, there's that determination which resurrection will we have, for we will all rise from the dead. And that's why Jesus, in today's gospel reading, talks about how he is given the authority to judge. But there is nothing to fear, right, if he is a just judge. Again, like I pointed out in the beginning, we're all looking forward to justice. We see such evil in this world. We wonder, where is God? And so we look forward to having that justice. And indeed, Jesus will bring that true justice. You know, that's why we have to trust in him. We have to know that there will not be perfect justice in this life, but only at the final judgment. And at that final judgment, at that general judgment, we'll repeat our own particular judgment. After we die, we all experience a particular judgment. We see everything that we've done or thought or spoke and we are held accountable for that. Well, again, at the general judgment, it's kind of everything's repeated for the sake of bringing public honor to all the good and public shame to all the wicked. We are social creatures. And so there is kind of that social nature of judgment. And so, nothing will be hidden. Even scripture says the hidden things of darkness will be all be revealed on the last day. And so, you know, it's a good reminder that anything we do, even if we think no one knows about it or sees it, it will all come to light at the end. And the general judgment then too vindicates God's providence in the government of the world. You know, Jesus says, my father is at work now, and so am I at work. And so we will see at the general judgment just how God truly was at work in everything. Now, though, the general judgment has not come. The resurrection of the body has not yet come. What is now for then. What Jesus tells St. Faustina, he's coming now as the just judge. Before he comes as the just judge, he is coming now as the king of mercy. Jesus tells St. Faustina, before the day of justice arrives, there will be a given people 
a sign in the heavens of this sort. He says, all light in the heavens will be extinguished and there will be great darkness over the whole earth. Then the sign of the cross will be seen in the sky and from the openings where their hands and the feet of the Savior were nailed, will come forth great lights which will light up the earth for a period of time. This will take place shortly before the last day. Basically a sign of the cross appearing in the sky. Again, reminding us of those last moments of his mercy in which he was on the cross with his arms embracing the world, pouring out his blood and water, that ocean of mercy upon the whole world. He wants to give us every last moment to receive his mercy. Even Our Lady, though, is urging us to receive now the Lord's mercy before that day of judgment comes. St. Faustina said on March 25th, during morning meditation, Our Lady spoke to her. So only a few days from that anniversary. She says, the mother of God said to me, Oh, how pleasing to God is a soul that follows faithfully the inspirations of his grace. I gave the Savior to the world. As for you, you have to speak to the world about his great mercy and prepare the world for the second coming of him, who will come, not as a merciful Savior, but as a just judge. Oh, how terrible is that day. Determined is the day of justice, the day of divine wrath. The angels tremble before it. Speak to souls about this great mercy while it is still the time for mercy. If you keep silent now, you will be answering for a great number of souls on that terrible day. Fear nothing. Be faithful to the end. I sympathize with you. Now then is a time for mercy, the time for us to receive mercy but also to share in St. Faustina's mission, to share, spread the honor of the Lord's mercy. Because even though we take great comfort in knowing justice will come to fruition one day, we also know that it would be better for all those to receive now the Lord's mercy. Even those, even our greatest enemy, we should never wish that they receive that what they truly deserve, what is really coming for them on that day of judgment. We should hope and pray that they receive and accept with great trust the Lord's mercy now so that they too may rise to the resurrection of life. We then simply must follow in the Lord's way for he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will never die. And how did Jesus rise from the dead? By living in the Father's will. That's how our passage ends today. I do not seek my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And what is the Father's will? Love and mercy itself. Jesus 
is the way, the truth, and the life. What is his way? It is the Father's will, being obedient unto death. Jesus says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And the commandments are the Father's will. How are those commandments summarized? Love God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. If we live out the Father's will, then we know we are safe in his will, and that we will live out not only this life, but for all eternity in his love. I'll close then with one last quote from the diary. St. Faustina was told, write this, everything that exists is enclosed in the bowels of my mercy, more deeply than an infant in its mother's womb. How painfully distrust of my goodness wounds me. Sins of distrust wound me most painfully. Everything then exists in the bowels of his mercy. Nothing is forgotten by the Lord. The Lord is with us. He simply asks us to trust in him. And that is why that prayer St. Faustina taught us is so important. O blood and water, which gush forth from the heart of Jesus, as a fountain of mercy for us, I trust in you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.